Doug. Oh, hey, Karen. Here we are. Welcome back to the block. Here we go. So we're like pretty much at the halfway point, if my math is correct, for the sexy season six, which is like not really that sexy. And we are at episode 14, To Kill a Whirly Bird. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff kind of came to a head this episode. Yeah, actually. Was this sort of a, a just before hiatus episode? No, I think it, I mean, I don't know what their timing was, but this was like a return from break show, because I think the episode before was pre-Christmas, so this would have been like early in the new year, after there were probably a couple of weeks off. Okay. You know, viewer-wise. Gotcha. But it okay. does seem like we said goodbye to a couple things and we're getting ready to open the door to a couple new things. So uh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of I kind of like this episode. I don't know how you felt about it. Um, no, I didn't, I'm not, I was uh, like on par. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, but it kind of made me think about some things now that we're so far along into the season. So we'll get to that later on. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so where should we begin? Um, I mean, Peter and Lexi maybe, cause they were, that was kind of a quickie when you get right down to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, yes. I was kind of thinking they were looped in with like Michael and, and Coop and such. But no, I think Peter and Lexi is perfect, actually. Yeah, but Lexi, yeah, Lexi's not really looped into that. It's more like Peter is, but Peter's and even that is not. Yeah, he's kind of like fading in and out, and it really mm -hmm. has nothing to do with Lexi. So we start with him giving her a massage, um, and you know she apologizes for the trouble that she has caused, which is you know like there's trouble like oh. I subscribed to Columbia House. I'm sorry that I'm ordering these CDs. <laughs> I'm sorry I never canceled after the penny. Yeah. <laughs> and there's trouble like, I'm sorry. I like, when I was high, nearly killed this innocent bystander. Um, and it's like, it's stormy outside, but she hears the door rattle and she's convinced that like someone is by the house. Um, they hear it again. And so then Peter also thinks he needs to look into it. And he goes and we see this figure running by in like a tan jacket. Uh, and Peter goes outside and he sees this guy and they start um, like getting closer together and fighting, but like right on the dock of the marina. Um, so you know what's coming next. Uh, the guy falls into the marina. <laughs> Big surprise. There's a splash. And so Peter has to uh, dive in to rescue him. Yes. Um, and that's when we find out who this, um, I, I don't know what the word is, potentially um, intruder is. Uh, it's Bob, the very guy that Lexi Bob. was just talking about hitting. Good old Bob. A weeks back. It was good old we Bob. Thought, we thought was like out of the picture because he was out of the state in rehab, but now he's back. And then the next morning, we see him in the uh, condo, and Lexi is, like, serving him breakfast, and he has no, like, help and no resources after rehab and doesn't really trust people. And Peter's like, I want him gone, but he has to leave for work. And then he comes home, and Lexi's like, I have something to tell you. And he's like, let me guess, 
you haven't gotten rid of Bob. And she's like, well, I of owe it to not. him to help him out. <laughs> Bob, Bob is now working for my fledgling design company. Nice. <laughs> so what about Bob? We have not gotten rid of him. Bob is back. Bob is back. So I don't, I mean, I, I guess they're going somewhere with this, but the whole thing felt really strange. They're setting something up, but it's yeah. not enough. I mean, and yes, also, there's other stuff going on, but... Still. And also really strange was how Lexi very loudly kept saying to Peter, that's the guy I hit with my car. Like, more than <laughs> once, Karen. Like, sometimes he's in another room, and sometimes he's, like, at the table, and they're at the <laughs> kitchen counter. And she's like, I just feel so bad, Peter, because I hit him with my car, and he was the victim of my hit and run. Don't tell. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell him. You know, she's, like, yelling it, and then she goes, shh. Don't tell. Yeah. So I have a feeling that poor Bob is going to find out. Yeah, it seems like Bob is going to know more pretty soon. Because at this point, how can he not? Right. But that itself is like counterintuitive to the Melrose way, which is like, how convoluted can we make it? Who can we have, like, learn your secrets? So Jennifer already knows this, but this is now a different angle. It's like, okay, so Bob has warmed his way into the house and Bob's going to find out the truth about himself and his, you know, like the one who hit him. Uh, okay. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think the whole thing about like Alyssa Milano knows, like, I feel like th there's going to be an amnesia on her part. Yeah. I just think we're past that. Yeah. Like, I think like Jennifer has forgotten about the whole thing. And, yeah, I think like, Jennifer's you know. like, I was going to use this to defend my brother and now I find my brother defenseless. So I don't care. Yeah, like it kind of yeah. like, it was kind of like that whole thing was kind of like the balloon blowing out air. Like it was just like. Pfft. In the I mean, <laughs> I appreciate the setup, but yeah, it ended up not mattering. Yeah, it really just kind of, yeah. She had her hands in all the cookie jars and it was like, oh, never mind. I don't want these cookies. Okay, goodbye. Mm -hmm. now so I, I don't, I don't see where she can use this anyplace else. So no, I think I it's think just going to go away. But this is again in keeping with um, Eric and Connie being brought in where it's like, well, we have these agents of chaos that aren't regular characters on the canvas, not even minor characters, and we're just going to bring them in to cause trouble for our main characters. And it's like, or maybe there's a way that your other main characters can cause trouble in a more interesting way. Right. But So there we are with Bob. <sighs> what about Bob? So Bob. Bob's back. Bob is back. Uh, do we so, do... Yeah. And that was it for that storyline, you know, which, I mean, I guess they'll pick it up. But anyway, but, but that's fine with me because now that storyline is just really bugging me. Yeah. You know, Lexi the drug addict, Lexi hitting people with cars, Lexi, like, I don't like what they did with her character. Like, no. I feel like she came on as almost a vixen and sort of like ready to battle with her asshole ex-husband with the whole thing with Coop and like you know, how, how kind of guilty was he in terms of like the affair with Kimberly That's and right. what, you know, and so we had all of this building and now it's sort of like, they've just made her a victim and she's a kind of a sad sack and it's really not interesting. It's not interesting. And I mean, it doesn't do anything for Peter. And the other thing too, is like last week we had the whole thing with um with jennifer finding out and basically getting coop off the hook with his um 
with his the alimony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yes, you yes. figure now, like, the man's going to be rolling in dough because he's not kicking it over to his ex-wife. And there was just kind of no follow-up on that. No. Because she still has her own money and Peter is fine. So like, Right, but even... Even, like, from Coop's perspective, right? Like, there wasn't, like, uh, like there was no sort of follow-up with that. Like, oh, I can move to a bigger apartment. Or, oh, you know, um, Megan, I can buy you fancy things. Uh, because on I, Coop's end. You, sure, yeah, on sure, Coop's yeah. end. You know, it's, like, it's sort of, like, I think this is the thing. Like, they kind of, quote-unquote, wrap up the storyline. But there would be sort of, like, some snowballing from it. Because there are, sort of, there, like, you know, there there's going to be you know, some sort of a fallout from the outcome. In a, yeah, in a normal world, there are consequences. Right. And, you know, and and it's not even like it's, it could be necessarily boring, but you figure he's a doctor. Now he gets to keep all his income. So what's he going to do with that money? Is he going to move from Eller's place? Is he going to start, like, trying to woo Megan with fancy, right. like, things, you know? And that, that would sort of, like, work in really interestingly, I think, considering also... You know, Megan's background is a high-end call girl. And what is that? You know, and sort of like what impact does that have on her? I I'm right, I'm like rewriting the show as we're talking. (laughs) Because when I was uh, alluding earlier to like it made me think about the show, I was also rewriting it, you know, like how I would have done it with. Right. I would have like scattered everything uh, around um, a little bit more. So this is what I would have done. I think I mean, it, it doesn't really matter if I say it now. It doesn't change much. So I think the Billy and Sam stuff, surprise, surprise, is a season-long dud. But what I would have done was, now that Sam and Craig have this like shared horrible experience with her dad being responsible for killing Sid on the wedding night, I would have created Sam and Craig falling for each other or creating some very awkward triangle with Billy given the fact that they had that baggage and all worked together separately, I wouldn't have had Jennifer go for Craig. I would have had Coop go for Jennifer somehow, because that's like the mm. ultimate Michael. If he's going right. to be like Michael's true adversary, then how can he get him even more than going after one of Michael's ex-wives who was already two feet at the door? Why doesn't he go for Michael's family, which Michael can't just be rid of. And then there's all sorts of new potential chaos to be had there. What I also would have done then... Yes. Because we have to do something with Megan. And just thinking about what they brought on for the season. Bring Eric. Keep Eric. And when he's done trying to cause havoc for Amanda and Kyle, have him still be involved with Megan romantically as well. There. Mm. I haven't had to do anything else beyond what we had on the canvas. But somehow the stakes are tighter and higher now. Interesting. Interesting. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you here. The only thing that I would say is I, okay, I would, I, I agree about Coop and Jennifer now after seeing this episode, but I would not have agreed, agreed with that necessarily because it really seemed like Michael for the first time was digging in with, with this wife and saying, Megan is the woman for me. She's the one I want. Like, like this, she is my soulmate and I want her back. But now we're sort of back to Michael with, you know, chasing any skirt he can. Right. 
right. you know, so. Um, but, but so it didn't have to happen immediately. It could be happening now. Like maybe Jennifer and Coop bonded during this stupid hearing, lawsuit, right. whatever. Right. No, it didn't have to be immediate because you just have to have something for them to do right. over the course of the season. And I don't have a solution for Kyle, Taylor, Amanda other than have Amanda and Kyle just be a happy couple for 12 episodes and yeah, like, then please, worry about the rest. Please. Okay, so who or, are we doing that? Or get Taylor involved with Eric because they're both schemers, whatever. Hmm. Okay, who's next? Um, do we do the Michael stuff? No, we actually didn't. No, I mean, should we do that next? Oh, should we do it? Um, yeah, I guess or we so. Can, or we can do Taylor and Kyle in Vegas. Oh, yeah. So they go to <laughs> They went to Vegas to try and get oh. that $25,000 that Taylor stole, hid. I, like, I, I don't know. It's a combination of, of the two. Right. Stole she's slash hid. She's on her. Yeah. Kyle doesn't know that she's got the money on her. He thinks it's gone. <laughs> Because some ghost came in to the restaurant while he was passed out drunk. Right. Um, and they start doing really well. They like yeah. this apparently this has been a thing for them, like gambling, like they've always known like what they were doing. Kyle's been able to be a high roller. Um, and Taylor ribs him because they got separate hotel rooms, because you know Kyle still has this hot and cold thing where He'll sleep with Taylor, but then project all of his, like, guilt and disgust back on Taylor, and then she comes back for more. Um, because they're doing so well, one of the managers offers them a high roller suite, um, and Taylor's in a bubble bath while Kyle is counting the money, and he says that they're just, like, $8,000 short of what they need. So I guess 17000 is what they have. Um, and he continues to, like, resist her overtures. And then the next day um, in the casino, uh, and they don't say which one it is, um, they lose all the money. Um, and like she like makes a, a move for him. She like says, let me blow on it for good luck or something. And, and he ends up like shoving her and they stumble to the ground. And because they're losing money and making a scene, um, they get reprimanded by the same manager. So now within 24 hours time, they are bankrupt um and taylor sees kyle trying to reach amanda who we'll get to um <laughs> and they have like a real quick sort of connection but then she's got to go um he tries to say and i'm not really sure why he does this at this point maybe you know other than the fact that he's just like hitting a new rock bottom because he's lost all this money um but he's like, I made a bunch of mistakes, and and she hangs up on him, moves on. And Taylor returns to the suite, and Kyle is again passed out. Um, so she takes the money out, and like indecent proposal style, is just making it rain on the bed before people ever said, make it rain, um, and pretends like somehow she just won all this money right back. And he believes it. Um, and then she demands that he make love to her, and he does. And I wrote, he's so stupid. Um, and that's basically it, except for the next, I guess later that day, uh, he wakes up and finds out some news and we're going to get to it. That we'll get to the news. Down okay. The block. 
So the um, the money on the bed thing where she's throwing it around, I don't know about you, but all I did was like sit there and go, no, you need that money. What if you start losing it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you do know about me because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, don't you want to count every single bill? Don't you want to make sure that you don't lose any of that shit? I, I know. Like I was like, I was like seriously having like anxiety over like, oh my God, like what if that falls under the bed? How are you going to collect that? You're going to have to recount it before you leave Vegas. Like what, what are you, are you doing? like i was like if that were me like i would just be like we gotta go you know like clutching it we gotta go even though like you I would know. it all and i would run yeah <laughs> like what i'm like what are you doing and like they slept in the money like when they wake up because of the news or you know they've they're like in a bed with like all this loose money and it's twenty five thousand dollars yeah, I mean, the whole thing is gross, because now, like, the money, like, smells like sex and sweat <laughs> and, like, makeup, presumably, or self-tanner, presumably. Like, yeah, the whole and, thing is, is, is too much for me to just get past. And I cannot how, suspend any sort of disbelief. And considering how active they were on the money, it was, like, ironed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The next morning. So completely, like, straight out of an ATM. Yeah. And did you notice that it was all, like, 10s and 20s? Oh, no, I couldn't see the... Yeah, no, no, it was all, like, 10s uh, and 20s, and I was like, that's $25,000. I don't know that it would be in 10s and 20s, but okay. No, I feel like there would have been a lot more for her to carry up. Yeah, I mean, well, it would have to be in 10s and 20s, right, because it was coming from the club. Like, that wasn't, like, that wasn't, like, casino money. That was, you know, from their take on Christmas Eve. So, of course, it would be 10s and 20s, but I kind of feel like it would be, like, a lot more if it was in 10s Well, I guess, yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that last week, but that wouldn't have been so neatly fit into that bag in the first place. What is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen $25,000 like ever. So no. I, I like, who knows? I've no, no idea. Indeed. I, I just don't know. Very true. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm a little tired of them. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, it's sort of like a get off the pot situation. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, because Kyle continues to be disgraceful. Yeah. So if they want Kyle and Taylor to be the couple, then just be the couple. Yeah. Um, but Kyle doesn't get to feel guilty or play hero at this point. Right. Like where we're beyond that, he doesn't get to be a, a, a good guy. So he might as well be with her. But if not, then then give him someone else. Give her someone new. Um, I mean, even if the people they've been with already, but, but this little merry-go-round where he is completely unaccountable for all behavior it, uh, is, needs to stop. Yeah, it really does. Like he needs to pick a check. Yeah. Pick a check and stick with her. But really, I want all of them to reject him. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's really a bummer cause I wasn't feeling that a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm just like, Probably you're was. a douchebag, go back to Boston. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, by the time that Kyle was, uh, like, ridiculing Amanda and calling her a whore in front of everyone at the upstairs, uh, yeah. I was like, then this is done. Yeah. Like, let's get rid of him. Yeah. <gasps> Moving on. Uh, I guess this is where we go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. All right, so Michael signs a settlement about the the glove. Um, he does say something interesting that they don't dwell on enough for me personally, which is 
But if Coop had the patent, he shouldn't have let me think that this was a new idea. So yes, Michael stole the idea, but he's like, Coop must have somehow set him up, which we had talked about before, and I didn't remember if that was the deal or not. And they still don't really go into like, was this calculated on Coop's part? I don't think Um, we're ever going to know. I don't think we will either. Which is kind of a bummer because, I mean, I, you know, how did this hurt Michael? If it was calculated on Coop's part, like, I, I, like, how did it hurt Michael? It kind of didn't. No, because even though, like, the glove turns out to, I guess, now be a stymied thing, Michael still has his job. Michael still has his role. Right. Other people are brought down by this. Right, like, Michael lost he's his not money. Like, he's not, yeah. he's not really scandalous. And, like, he's, like, scandal-free. He's Teflon. Um, so I'm not sure what this really did to hurt Michael. But something else will happen in this episode to hurt Michael right. that Craig is responsible for, so good on him for that. Um, Michael does say, like, he's mad at everyone. He's mad at Craig and Jennifer who are rightly mad at Michael for his lies. Um, and and Michael is very, like, Trumpian here. He's like, well, you know what? I'm going to make sure everyone at the hospital knows not to use this glove ever again. And there you go. Um, you all failed. And Coop says, well, Michael has no power if he's no longer the chief of staff. So remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he rubbed his hands together. Yeah, yeah, no, he yeah, didn't, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> figuratively, he just didn't. But anyway, <laughs> um, moving on. And there's like a quick scene where Coop calls Megan, yeah, who has now just served Michael with divorce papers on Christmas Eve, right? Um, and she's like, I still need more time, and I'm not really sure. What else came of that conversation? Yeah, it, and it was kind of like I don't think I can date anyone. I'm, I'm, and Coop was like, "Well, we'll just talk about this later." Of course, yeah, of course, you want to date me. Yeah, so it was just kind of like this weird. I don't really know why they put that in there, except just to remind us that they're a thing. Yeah, yeah, it ends up being a storyline placeholder, but I guess it gave Kelly Rutherford something to do, which is great. I love Kelly Rutherford, sure. so okay, sure. keep her on screen. Um, and then we see uh, Dr. Shulman at the hospital, um, the one who he finagled his role in the first place by blackmailing, yelling at him because he's now sent out a memo as chief of staff forbidding the use of the glove that he was claiming to have pioneered all these weeks before. And apparently the glove is the glove is just fabulous and is like saving lives, like right and left. Yeah, who knew? Like, who knew? Um, and so Coop uh, sees this exchange and talks to her and she's like, there's not much we can do as long as he's chief of staff. <laughs> and then r- rubs his hands together. <laughs> Figuratively, okay. <laughs> so then Coop goes to at the practice, he knocks on Michael's door and says, like, uh, maybe the best way to appeal to Dr. Shulman is to send her flowers. And Michael's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Coop's like, okay, so why don't I just do it in your name? And he's like, whatever. And then Coop goes into Shulman's office again, and they have, like, a kind of unpleasant exchange. She's like, why are you talking to me? I have to go. Goodbye. Um, but before he leaves her office, he steals her pad. Right. So but he, he does, Yeah, and he does see, like, he sends her flowers, 
says they're from Michael, sees they're in the garbage, and he just sort of like, I don't know, it just sort of like drives home what like like what's going on here. It's true. You know, and he's able to say, she loved your flowers, Michael. Right. So he... Oops. Oh, yeah. So he writes a note from her pad uh, to Michael thanking him for the flowers and suggesting, like, there may somehow be a romance between the two of them. And now all of a sudden, Michael is smitten. Yeah, he sees an opportunity and he's like, abandons all sense of reality and is like, oh, yes, the mothership is calling me up. He's like, she must love me, and uh, and I'm going to make this happen. Um, and I, there's... Michael tells Peter yeah. about his intentions, right? Yeah, there there's some, like, Peter moments that it's just kind of like, I don't know, I feel like Jack Wagner was brought in for some comic relief between, yeah. between him and Michael. Yeah, and there's one good line, right? Yeah. Where, Michael, where Michael says he's going to go for Dr. Shulman, and Peter's like, every time you lose a wife, you lose 50 IQ points. Yeah, <laughs> which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> which I really liked. And yeah. and Michael is it, like, it, oh, you're just jealous. Peter too many outs, but this one was good. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. And I do think, like, Peter was just sort of, like, there in the room to kind of, like, make fun of Michael. Yeah, I agree. But that's it. Um, there is a, another Coop Megan scene because he comes to her in the apartment. Um, and and she, kind of, she says, like, she is kind of keeping her distance because he was involved with Kimberly and that's weird. And she's like, you know, Kimberly meant a lot to me, which is also weird. Um, and he apologizes, and I believe they kiss, right? I mean, did they kiss? Yeah, I think they do kiss. Like, he brought, um, what do you, he brought, like, snacks. Uh, <laughs> like, he brought, like, uh, like, uh, he brought, like, gin. cheese or whatever. Yeah, he brought, like, pate and gin, and, yeah, he brought, like, like, he brought, like, like, a little picnic. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and Michael comes to uh, Dr. Shulman. He asks her to lunch. And he really thinks she's into him. And she really thinks she's trash. Um, and then there's another scene where he doesn't take the hint. And he shows up with champagne. She tells him to leave. And they get into, like, a very quick fight where she tries to, like, shove him to get out of the way and he like holds on to her and like basically like yanks her shirt off at the at the shoulder right as Coop decides to walk in um so he sees what looks like an assault from Michael on Dr. Shulman's part um she files a report there's a whole hearing that Michael and Peter and Coop are all in um Michael talks about how he got the idea from her being interested, from her, like, the mash notes that she was sending. But he, of course, doesn't have them, and they've been gone from his drawer. They've been taken from his drawer back at the office. Um, and he, like, kind of leans on Peter for support. He's like, you know that she was sending me all these messages, and Peter's like, actually, all I observed was that she said, the two of you needed to have a meeting or something like that. Like, not helpful. Right. Um, so Michael is removed as chief of staff. 
Uh, and they even threaten criminal charges. And Dr. Shulman says, you know what? I will not press criminal charges. The only thing I ask is that Peter is again reinstated as chief of staff, which he is. So everybody won except for Michael. <laughs> and that's okay. Yes, it is okay. Um, so one story line left, guys. Yeah, and so this is with um, man, who do we have here? We've got Samantha, we've got Billy, we've got Connie, we've got Amanda, we've got a chopper, we've got a chopper, we've got a pilot, and we have a a, a teeny tiny a Susan of Kyle. Yes, and we're in Barstow, 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 Barstow. Barstow, California. So remember how terrible Amanda always was to Allison, even though Allison displayed when she didn't have bad habits, actually a lot of talent on the job and had put in the time. Well, Amanda's really supportive of Sam, who has yeah. no skills and has <laughs> in no time. But apparently she's really good at her job. But her ability to sell dresses and draw lawns has made her the ideal graphic designer for all pe- for all advertising clients. And Amanda says she landed this new client, and they really want to work with Sam, so the two of them have to fly to Barstow um, to like do location scouting for this new client. Um, but it's Billy's birthday. But but uh, Amanda's like, you have to meet me tonight, and we're gonna go and and start this trip where we're gonna location scout. So Billy apparently has a bunch of friends that we never see spread out over Los Angeles. And he apparently went like bar hopping with all of these friends, none of whom live on the block. And they all celebrated his birthday. He comes home drunk. Who are all these people we didn't see him with? Uh, I don't know. We don't know. But so Sam is gone. It's just Connie at home. Uh, So she takes out a couple of beers. And I mean... Billy even, or Andrew Shue, I should say, even drinks beer gross right out of the bottle. Like, I think it's him trying to play drunk, that he's doing it in, like, this really, like, slow-mo, grotesque, lascivious way. But, um, you know, like... It's not attractive. It's gross. There's something really Yeah, gross there's something it. really gross. Like, it's really not... Like, it's like, he. I was looking at him, like, kind of like, are you sweaty? Like, it was just, like, it was yeah. disgusting. Yeah. 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 Like, it was like he was, like, a sweaty, gross person. And, like, whatever setup Connie has been doing all along, whatever setup she thinks she's got going on in this scene, kind of doesn't even matter because, like, they've just written Billy to be, like, so drunk and so dumb in this scene. It doesn't matter. Um, so he leans in and kisses her. She, of course, bolts up in shock and says she's disappointed. Um... And she'll think about keeping the secret, but basically, like, smiles as he walks away. He's like, please don't tell Samantha. And so we see her looking away to the camera, um, smiling, because she got what she wanted, which is like... But it's really predicated on nothing that's happened before. Billy is just, like, that stupid. And that's stupid in this scene, because he's already been on to the... that Connie's had these shenanigans, and... Last I heard, I thought she was supposed to have found a new place to live by the new year. And I feel like we didn't 
mention that again. She's just still in the apartment, but but whatever. So Sam is in Barstow, and the next morning, or she's like getting ready, I guess, for the yeah, day to their location. To right out, yeah. And Connie calls her and tells her about the kiss, um, and then Sam is like all shook. And Amanda comes knocking, saying, hey, you ready to go? Favorite employee of mine? This is going to be great. Um, and she can tell that something's wrong with Sam. And then Amanda, who's had patience for no one ever, sits and gives Sam, like, <laughs> an ear. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, you know what? If men you suck. It, all men are dogs. <laughs> they're all, you know, they're, like, all, they're all bad. But, she goes like, on, like, this anti-man rant. Yeah, and she's like, but you know what? Let's do our thing, and you just deal with it when you get back. Something like that. Uh, meanwhile, back at the complex, a woman named Charlie comes to Billy's looking for Connie. And it's and, what we thought. Yeah. And remember how Charlie was the boyfriend? Yeah. Remember the name that, that Connie and Sam kept saying about Charlie? Yeah. Charlie broke up with her. She and Charlie, but I guess Charlie never, I, did we, did they ever gender Charlie or was it always just, oh, Connie and Charlie, oh, Charlie broke up with Connie, oh, Char like it was always Charlie and we never, did Sam ever gender Charlie? I'm pretty sure they never gendered Charlie, but I also think what they did was this like shell game where they would always sandwich it with like, you know, Connie's history with men, Connie's always had bad men. Connie's always had boyfriends she couldn't trust, and Charlie is being bad to her. Connie's having trouble with Charlie or whatever in a way that couched it under the the, the guise of like, and Charlie's another one of these men. Right. So I guess I guess what I was trying to figure out, like, does Sam know that Charlie is a woman? Or does she know, like, does she, or, or, or does she think that Charlie is a man? I'm pretty sure that Sam doesn't know Connie is gay. And even if, as this storyline continues, uh, Sam says, yeah, I always knew Connie was a lesbian or Connie told me she had a girlfriend. Like, that's a retcon. Because basically Sam has been describing uh, Connie and their relationship together as friends and going out with men as, like, I know Connie as being heterosexual, just like me. That's, that's, I think, the only clues that have been given about what Sam knows about Charlie. Excuse me, about Connie. Okay. So I think it's a cheat if they change that later on. But okay. The show has cheated before. Um, Would not be the first time. Right, but then Charlie does, like, up the ante, where she says to Billy... Mm -hmm. Has Connie succeeded in getting Samantha away from you yet? And Billy's just kind of like amused. Like almost like he's got one up on Connie, which... I mean, yeah, I, I didn't understand this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, it didn't change what you did. It didn't change what he did. And it also, like, Charlie still has... Sorry, Connie still has the upper hand here in that she told... And they they like explain this later like connie got to sam first so now that billy wants to be honest with sam he can't even reach her because she's not taking his calls because she's so pissed off right so right now connie still kind of wins uh and and she billy sees her at work 
and tells her about Charlie. Um, and they like have this private conversation in his office, which is like fairly politically correct. Um, you know, she says she's proud to be a lesbian and Billy's like, I have zero problem with your sexual orientation. My problem is your target, which is Sam, my wife. Um, and that's when Connie's like, look, I don't think Sam is going to trust you. <laughs> um, and so around this time is when Kyle makes that phone call that like Mia Culpa to uh, Amanda on her cell phone um, right as they're about to board this helicopter. Now they've talked about this helicopter all episode and they've had, I think, at least one previous scene in this helicopter so, um, you know that it's a Chekhov's gun. Something is going to happen. And towards the end of uh, the episode, they are up looking at sights, and then the fuel pump breaks, and the helicopter begins to plummet. Indeed, it crashes to the ground. And right. And see... just before it crashed, but just before this sort of tragedy, we have Amanda unbuckling her seatbelt because she's got to reach behind oh, her and get something. And she was going to get the bag or something. Out of yeah. And she's, yeah. Yes. That's an important detail. Yes. Because when we catch up to them. Oh, go ahead. Because now, yeah. Now when the, when the chopper comes down, she is actually in a very precarious situation because she is unbuckled. Yes. So the pilot is dead. Sam is basically fine. And Amanda has been flung from the helicopter and is on the ground. Uh, still in one piece, but in bad shape. She can't move her legs, and her back hurts. Um, as as the this as we return to them in like the final moments, uh, it's later at night. Sam has made a fire. Amanda's cell phone, by the way, is out of range. There's no signal, which that would even probably happen now, let alone 25 years ago. Uh, you know, Amanda is shivering. Her she says, "I know my back is broken." Um, she knows that she's losing consciousness, uh, and, uh, oh, I guess the other thing is, uh, they think that no one knows that they're missing, but even in Vegas, there's apparently a big news story about how <laughs> people in a helicopter out of Barstow, California, um, in, you know, in a helicopter, like, piloted by this very, like, area-specific pilot that no one knows is on the ground. So, like, someone sent the report in. Anyway, that's what Kyle sees, and that's when he immediately gets up and flees Vegas to, you know, run up right. and down California to find them. Okay, so here was my kind of favorite part of the news report, or Kyle's response to the news report, is, like, he's like, Barstow, that's right on the line, on, like, the, the, the line between California and Nevada. Barstow is closer to L.A. than it is to the Nevada it is. California yeah. line. It is like, I was like, yeah, okay, Kyle, you're going to have a really long drive. Like, he made it sound like it was, like, right around the corner. Yeah. And it's not. Just saying, geography. Geography, people. No, but Kyle's our hero. I know. He's going to win. So he's going to run out there and go into, like, the Mojave Desert looking for a downed helicopter. Right. Um, and just before we conclude, I forget. Does Billy also get a call about this? Or did... I don't think Billy knows yet. I don't. I don't oh, remember I, I Billy talking, knowing. Because it's like all the characters on the show that live anywhere near there or have anything to do with these people, and the only one 
who seems to get a clue is uh, Kyle in Vegas. But he's our hero. So yeah. the, the last moment is um, Amanda losing consciousness and Sam's doing CPR as we do the slow-mo right. fade out. So Amanda's life is hanging in the balance. Again, Amanda's two biggest foes this season have been Eric coming in and this helicopter. Uh, not anyone else on the canvas. Um, and, and we and, also have to point out that she says she thinks she broke her back and she can't move her legs. Yes. Oh, I thought I said it. Yes. Did, so, oh, I'm sorry. Did you? I must have missed I must have missed it. repeating either way. So yes, okay. she, said, she said all that. And to that point, the title of next week's episode is Amanda's Back, which is uh -huh. you know, has returned and Amanda's Back. Oh no, what will happen? So we must wait in suspense to find out how she will be. Now, again, I've been trying to figure out, well, I can't figure out, but we were wondering last week, like, oh, had she had the baby by then? When exactly did they film this? Either way, I think this is a storyline decision dictated by the fact that Heather Locker needed to just film some scenes laying in a bed. Because no, she I mean... was either... She just had a baby. Or just had a baby. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she just had a baby. I, I so get for I that. Think that. I think that is why uh, they did this. So, I mean, all told, I thought it was a better um, episode than last week. I felt like some of the storylines are now sort of like finally moving forward. You know, obviously yeah, yeah. Amanda has been injured. So Kyle to the rescue, you know, they, you know, uh, we finally are over this glove thing, the cauterizing glove and we're moving on with that. Um, you know, so I, I kind of felt like we were, we were making some forward progress. Yeah. Um, it looks like something will happen one way or another that kind of moves the Lexi storyline along. And uh, we got the reversal we wanted that, I don't know if we wanted, but we were waiting for Michael is out finally as chief of staff. Yeah. So Coop in some way has finally succeeded. Yes. Uh, so yes. So we, things have moved along. Hopefully there will be more for Jennifer and Megan to do next week. Uh, yeah, especially, um, and, and, well, we don't really care if they give Craig anything I else. Don't I don't we care. We really don't care. I really think he has just a couple episodes left. Oh, wow, that was quick. Yeah, he's not on through the season, to the, to the end of it. So okay. I think, I remember thinking that it was, like, in one of the January episodes, so I'm either right or I'm wrong, it's one of those. <laughs> But I think that's the episode. All right. Well, I'm going to head over to um, Hollywood Boulevard because I'm running out of steam tonight. All right. Well, all right, then I'll, I'll take over the wheel. And uh, guys, we will leave you in suspense, just like with Amanda. If you want to find out what we're talking about, follow us on over to the boulevard. Until then, uh, have a great week. Stay well, get vexed, and uh, we will see you when we are back on the block. <laughs>